Just Thinking with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. Well, we're back at it again, another edition of the Just Thinking Podcast. My name is Virgil Walker. My name is Daryl Harrison. What's going on, wingman? What's going on, uh, frontliner? Headliners, what I <laughs> headliners, what I should call you, man. Yeah, right. It depends <laughs> on what day it is, man. <laughs> you need to walk in my shoes for about twenty four hours. I hear you. I hear. I hear. Might change your mind. <laughs> I hear you, man. It's always a pleasure to connect with you, man. I look forward to our times together. I look forward to. The, the stuff that you send me to get caught up on, man, so we can we can chop things up, man. As we were as we were getting on on the air, man, kind of getting ready, we were we we're talking about kind of the weather distance. What's what's the temp where you are, man? Right now, man, it's actually kind of warm. I would say uh right now as we record this, maybe mid to upper fifties. Wow, that's nice, man. That's that'd be a heat wave here. Yeah, it's a little humid too, you know. So we just uh came out of a weekend where we had a couple days of rain here in the ATL. So we're trying to dry out from that a little bit, but it's a little warm right now, man, for February for us. That that would be really nice, man. Not the case for us. We've been we've been pretty pretty slammed with single digits. In fact, Sunday it's it snowed pretty nicely, put put a put a little bit of uh, uh slickness on the roads and and then after the slickness it freezes and so we're still kind of in that frozen tundra kind of experience, man. And uh, so here in in Omaha, right, right now it's probably uh, as we record this, probably eighteen, nineteen degrees. Man, I mean, wow. I'm, and, and that's 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 on the high side because usually it's single digits. And so, uh, and now, we you usually, know, believe it or not, it can get that cold here in Atlanta as well. It hard, can get. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it can get into the teens, but of course we don't get the snow, uh, and when we do get some of that winter precipitation. Uh, if we do get snow, we don't want it to freeze. Uh, that's the thing that does us in here is, is the mm-hmm. ice. Yeah. Uh, but man, if you can just slip about a quarter inch of that snow this way, right? I could probably get I probably get a week off from work for about right. a quarter inch of snow. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take much here in ATL, man. We'll shut it down. You mentioned the word snowflake. Yeah. We we start bum rushing the grocery stores, man, clearing out the shelves. Right. I could get three or four days off from work with about a half an inch of snow. Wow! Yeah, that wouldn't work. That would not work here. Go man. ahead and push some of that this way, man, to the east a little right. bit. Right. Give me a little little winter break here, man. Uh, right. The job free winter break, care courtesy of that Omaha snow that you're getting over there, man. bro. We'd be we'd be happy to do that too, man. It's just we're kind of at that point, man, where we're just tired of it. You know, it's like okay, winter, we we're good. Yeah, we, I can imagine. We, we can keep pressing, man. Keep keep moving through it. But no, man, it's. It's it's a blessing to be on with you tonight, man, and and to connect with you and uh, and to talk about the kinds of stuff that that, that we talk about, man. I always kind of tee off with what you're with what what you're hearing, man, and and I I just want to tell you on on my end, man, uh, we we're just picking up a lot of traction. Again, I couldn't be more proud of of the product that we're putting out, of of the content, of the quality of the content, man. Uh, just a lot of positive, positive feedback uh, from folks. Folks wanting more of it, man. They're just saying, keep, keep stirring it up, keep bringing, yeah. keep bringing more, man. What about, what about for you? 
Yeah, same here. I just want to say a shout out to the listeners right now. Your encouragement and your prayers, I can't tell you how much they mean to us. They mean a lot more than we'll be able to express uh, to you guys as we record these episodes. So continue to pray for us, continue to lift us up that we'll be honoring to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and everything that we say, the way we conduct ourselves on these podcasts, the issues that we talk about. But you guys are awesome. We appreciate the support you're giving us. You're, you're subscribing to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think our numbers are probably going up every week as far as the number of people that subscribe to us. Uh, you can get to us on Apple uh, Podcasts as well as Android. Uh, shout out to uh, Dwayne for uh, you know making sure people can get to us uh, through those avenues. And uh, we love you guys. Just, just uh, keep us in your prayers. We really appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Loving, loving the feedback, loving the love. I mean, I see, you know, the stuff on, like we talked about last time. I, I know you're on Twitter a bunch and, and I don't get on as often, but man, I'm having to get on and seeing all those notifications and folks hitting us back and, 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 you know, give, give giving the wingman a little love. And I appreciate that. That's a good lookout right there, you know, and yeah, uh, man, you, you, you're, you're number two only numerically. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, man. You know, I'm only numerically, man. You know, we're equal in the eyes of the Lord, man. I, so, I man. look. I'll I'll take it. I'm I'm good. That's good. There's no, there's no wingmen in the eyes of the Lord, man. We're all number one. I feel. <laughs> Isn't that the politically correct way to look at? That's it? the politically correct way to look at it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I I have, man. I I feel right at home. I feel ex- I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. And like I said, it's always a joy to tee things up for you, with you, and for us to walk through uh, the content for, for our evening, man. So what you got What you got on tap for tonight, man? What are you thinking about, man? What's well, going know, on in your world? I'm actually a little down tonight, man. I'm a little disappointed because, you know, when you talk about things that we want to tee up, uh, we had a topic all picked out. Right. Uh, you know, I was ready to rock, man. I was really hyped about especially engaging with our white listeners. To the podcast and helping them understand how to be better white people. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I saw the article, bro. I was so pumped, man, about that. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be good. And let me just say to our listeners, man, you guys will get that joke in in the next podcast. You'll get that joke that I just sort of, that facetiousness that I just came across with. But man, we were already ready. I, I was all prepared, man. I done yep. my research. I done my homework. Good. And here we are, two black guys ready to talk to our listeners out there, especially our white listeners, and educate them on nine ways to be better white people. Nine ways and to be better white people. There you have then, it. Then all of a sudden, man, I came across this article yesterday to just kind of change the direction altogether. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to have to do with apologies to our listeners. That's why I'm a little bit down tonight, a little melancholy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was ready to rock, man, with with helping you guys be better white people, and us locking <laughs> arms, singing kumbaya, and all that. Now, now you, now you, I mean, I know, I know you gave a little bit of an intro with that. I know you, I know you, you kind of put, t- <laughs> I know you put tongue and cheek in there for you know for a reason. But the reality is, man, when when if this, if this is your first podcast, he's only. <laughs> I need to tell the listener, he's only joking. He's only joking. Yeah, I'm only halfway joking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you guys a heads up. You guys might want to take a look at this article before we tee it up next week, if we even get to it. Right. But uh, so I came across an article earlier uh, last week, I think late last week, by the Religion News Service, religionnews.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, the headline of the article is Nine Ways to Be a Better White Person. Right. Nine Ways to Be a Better White Person. This, seriously, this is published uh, at the Religion News dot com website 
The byline is Carolyn Helsel, H-E-L-S-E-L. First name is Carolyn with a C. Carolyn Helsel, published date is February 8th, 2018. Uh, so again, this was just last week. And uh, Virgil and I, you know, I pinged him the uh, URL to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And we were all ready to tee this article up tonight to help you guys, because that's what we do. That's what we do, man. Virgil and I, as two black brothers, two black reformed Christian brothers, we want to help everybody. We're here to help. Even our, <laughs> even our white, listen, we even have so much love within us for our white brothers, especially brothers and sisters. We want to help you guys be better white people. Better white so people. we want to share this religion news article with you guys and talk about how you can be better white people going forward. Wow. But we're going to have to delay that a week at right. least. For something so, a little bit more substantive, maybe. Yeah, so, so, so for so, well, so so for so for a week, it's okay to be subpar as a white person. <laughs> you got you got one more week of being a okay subpar to be white, white person. Right, week. right, right, you right. For one more week, white. one more week. Yeah. Let's go ahead, Ver. Let's go ahead and just officially dub this White Week. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't went. You don't went all in. You just figured you're gonna die. You, we're already Man, there. You listen, might as well dive all the way in. Look, I've already said to myself, leading up to this uh, episode that we're recording right now tonight, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to offend somebody one way or the other. Right. Either either by talking to about the article on nine ways to be a better white person, right, or in talking about the article that we're going to see up tonight. Right. I'm probably going to catch it from both sides. Sure. So I might as well so you just might as well, you might as well go all in. I might as well, well throw all my well, chips in, man. Well, let me let me let me let me tee this. Let me throw let me throw this ball in the air for you to begin swinging at, man. Do you think? Uh, the, uh, the 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 article it's a I believe it's an MSN article is that where this is yep. coming from bro mm-hmm. that's why I sourced it at yeah 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 it's a it said the the title of the article says former Klansman finds forgiveness and a friend at, in a black church and so former Klansman finds forgiveness and a friend uh, in a black church and the byline it looks like uh, it's it's a uh, written by it looks like Jason Nark I could be wrong I know the photography is by Michael Bryant and uh and so that's kind of they've got two two names there that that are kind of look like bylines as well so looks like an article from the from the Philadelphia Inquirer yeah originally and it's a repost from that uh by this by uh, MSN as a as a news source and so uh the, the article kind of walks through this this life of a former clansman and how he's uh found a home uh in a in a black in a black church and uh and and kind of walks through his his life and and what he's done in the past and 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 where he's found sanctuary uh in this church man what what were you thinking as you began to kind of pull this together man well, like you probably did, Verge, I did a forensic analysis of this article. Mm-hmm. I went through it from top to bottom mm-hmm. several times, word for word. Yep. And as you alluded to, the article sort of goes through the story of a brother. And we can call this guy our brother now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's clear. A white brother by the name of Joe Bednarski Jr. Mm-hmm. Joe Bednarski was a former Klansman. And uh, according to the article, he was a, a pretty high ranking Klansman when he resigned uh, from the Klan. But as you put it, Verge, that was, that was a great way to put it, that he's found a home now mm-hmm. at Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church. That's Bethel AME Church mm-hmm. in Millville, New Jersey. I, I did a little research on Bethel AME and found out, Virgil, that they were founded in 1864. Mm-hmm. Wow. 154 years ago. 
Wow. Which is not unusual for historically uh, uh, black churches, especially yep. AME, yep. Uh, yep. because when you're getting to the end of the Civil War uh, mm-hmm. and Reconstruction, uh, you know, black Christians were building churches before they were building homes to live mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's not that unusual to. I mean, you got some 200 year old and more uh, AME churches out there yep. uh, in America right now. So. To have uh, Bethel AME at 154 years old is not really unusual, but it talks about uh, how Joe Bednarski ended up there. But one thing I found interesting in uh, reading this article, Virgil, is that for this to be, I guess someone might term this a racial reconciliation themed article, Mm -hmm. I would not Mm -hmm. define it as that. I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I mean, as I walk through it. I didn't I didn't come away with that even even that message. I really I really didn't, especially yeah. toward the toward I don't want to give any of it away, especially toward the end of the article. I I really didn't come away with the 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 message of racial reconciliation for all, but but just the journey of this this man and, this and one what, man, right. This yep, one man, yep, his journey. Yep, yep. So in looking at the article, what I found the reason I re- mentioned that whole racial reconciliation theme, and I would not attach that theme to this man's story is that in going through the article, I didn't find the word race, racial, or reconciliation not once in this article. But you know what a word that I did find multiple times? What'd you find? Is the word hate. Mm. I found the word hate multiple times. Yeah. And the reason that matters to me is because the essence of not just Joe Bagnarski's story with respect to how he ended up at Bethel AME Church as the head bodyguard of the pastor there mm-hmm. who is black. The pastor is black. Joe Bednarski is white. The pastor in the article identifies Joe Bednarski as his best friend. Mm-hmm. Now. So the reason I mentioned though, that race, racial, or any of those variations or de- derivatives never appear in this article, but the word hate appears four times mm-hmm. because that's essentially what the issue is. When you come across stories like this, either individually or um, when you were talking about ethnic groups, uh, that, you know, that, that seems to be the cause du jour now, especially within the evangelical church, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. to get these church. You know, you, you have uh, now it seems to be a thing now, right? A, 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 I won't call it a fad, but it's a mm-hmm. thing now mm-hmm. to get churches that have predominantly black congregations and, and get them merged with churches that are predominantly white congregations or vice versa as, as symbolic or on the surface anyway of a larger movement towards racial reconciliation within the church. And just, uh, you know, in the spirit of full disclosure, I just want to let all my listeners know, I personally do not subscribe to the idea of racial reconciliation. And the reason is this Joe, this story about Joe Bednarski is one example. Why? Because this man, when you read this article, what you're seeing is an account of what has to happen in the heart of every person who has hatred of someone else because of their ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And Joe Bagnarski confesses in this article, I mean, this guy joined the Klan at 18 years of age. Yeah. 18. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine that young, being that young, and having so much hate, hatred built up in you toward a specific ethnic group 
that you joined the clan at 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. He even says this, uh, quoting uh, Mr. Bednarski here, quote, he says, I was incapable of loving others because I didn't love myself. Yeah. So many people today are unhappy with themselves and don't love themselves. And he goes on to say, he says, I had that anger in me. He said, I told people that I shoot you, your kids, your wife, and think nothing of it. That's how bad it was. Mm. It says the simple crude tattoo on Betnarski's hand is just three small letters in a circle. KKK. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause if you look at the picture that's taken, it looks as if he's covered that up. Like when, when I read that, when I read that portion, I went back up and looked at the, at the picture. Cause I was, I was looking for the tattoo on his hand and, and, and I noticed it's covered up. Yeah. Right. It's covered up. So that's part of his, uh, his new life, his mm-hmm. redemption, his redemption mm-hmm. now in Christ. And so Joe Bednarski's story is just an example of why I personally do not subscribe to programmatic efforts. I don't care whether it's within the church or not. I don't subscribe to these efforts to have these racial reconciliation seminars and conversations on race and whatnot to just make people go on this guilt trip. What God has done in the life of Joe Bednarski is what he has to do in every person's life. Mm-hmm. who has this kind of hatred uh, being harbored in their heart. And you know, Verge, when I was reading this article, you know who came to mind? Because what do we do, bro? We open the word of God. Absolutely. And, and we look into the gospel to see what the gospel has to say mm-hmm. about every single topic we talk about. And this is no different. Right. So I'm reading this, uh, this article. I'm thinking about this brother, Joe Bednarski, and what he, where God has brought him from. And the, the person that I that came to my mind, man, from the standpoint of the gospel is Zacchaeus. <clears throat> Zacchaeus. So if we if you don't mind, man, let's look at Luke chapter 19 for a minute. All right, bro. I got I got I, I gotta put I gotta pull up my logos, man. I gotta dude, keep dude, up. Hey man, man you, bro, you you supposed bro, you supposed to already had that up, bro. You remember, <laughs> you remember what you said in the last episode? <laughs> Yeah, I got I to I gotta get my, my logos kicking in, man. Okay, okay, we're we ready. We're ready. We're ready. I think, I think what we're going to do, at least, and, and listen, man, feel free to disagree, but I think I see some contrast in Joe Bednarski and Zacchaeus here mm. in, uh, in Luke This is good, man. This is good. Joe Bednarski, a former Klansman. Mm-hmm. Now, you say the word Klansman, and I don't know if there's a noun that conjures up images of yeah. hate disgust distaste yeah. uh, and just flat out anger mm-hmm. outside of being called a nazi mm-hmm. now th- those are two words you can just throw out there just arbitrarily yeah. and, and and feelings and images just just conjure up within you that are all negative absolutely well the same was with zacchaeus it was mm-hmm. the same thing mm-hmm. zacchaeus was uh it, it says in luke 19 verse 2 and i'm reading from the nesb translation here it says and there was a man called by the name of zacchaeus he was a chief tax collector and he was rich mm-hmm. right now the thing about let's give this some context and i'm going to try Absolutely. to take this somewhere with respect to the contrast that i see between zacchaeus being a tax collector and joe betnarski being a former klansman klansman so what we have to understand about tax collectors in Jesus's day that they were usually Jews 
they would collect taxes for Rome. Now, this is why the Jews hated people like Zacchaeus. They hated because they thought they were betraying their ethnicity. They were betraying yes. their people yes. by collecting taxes on behalf of their captors. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, just imagine that for a second. Okay, so these tax gatherers were normally Jews. They would collect taxes, taxes for Rome. And it was understood now as a tax collector that they were able to keep a fraction of the taxes that they collected for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they kept a little, you know, a little stash for themselves of the taxes that they collected from their own people on behalf of the Roman Empire. And there was really no real way, though, to prevent that that fraction from assuming great proportions. So, you know, you start off maybe as a junior tax collector you might keep back 1%. But when you get to Zacchaeus's level, I mean, you might be keeping 50% mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so, so in fact, you know, fraudulent extractions were encouraged. So they, they were, this, this was a criminal enterprise almost yep. between these tax collectors. But, you know, there were some honorable exceptions, yeah. But, but, but to a great extent, tax collectors were viewed as extortioners by the Jews. Mm-hmm. Now, these are Jews who despised other Jews who were tax collectors. And that's who Zacchaeus was. He wasn't just a tax collector. It says here in Luke 19, two, he was a chief tax collector Mm -hmm. and he was rich. Well, how do you think Zacchaeus got rich? He got rich off of the back, off off of swindling his own people and collecting their taxes. So he, he would collect more than he was, than he needed to, than he was lawfully, Required to, he would collect more. But what I want to do, man, is read through Luke 19. I'm going to read verses 1 through verse 9. Okay, so if you're following with us, I'm looking at Luke 19, verses 1 through 9. And again, I'll be reading from the NESB. So it reads this. He entered Jericho. This is Jesus. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. Contrasting that to Joe Bednarski, right, who the article describes as being 6'6 six, six and about 330. Yeah. Okay, so Zacchaeus was a was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. But he was about Jesus was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Verse 8, Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because he, too, is a son of Abraham. Mm -hmm. So I see some contrast between Zacchaeus and Joe uh, and and, uh, and, uh, Joe Bednarski, Mm -hmm. because in the same way that Zacchaeus, as a a tax collector, had a reputation among the Jews, so do Klansmen have a reputation. Absolutely. Among people uh, in their own Mm -hmm. communities as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. I mean, we read from the article, right. The pastor of this church, the pastor of Bethel AME said that he didn't even trust the guy. He tried, he kept his distance. Right. Right. 
when uh, Bednarski first showed up there at the church in 2009 uh, in the soup in the soup kitchen. I mm-hmm. guess he was there to get to get a meal. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he just kind of hung around or whatever. But even the pastor had to acknowledge that uh, he didn't trust him. And even today, he says that there are those who still don't trust mm-hmm. uh, Bednarski because of his reputation. Uh, but as you read further through that text in Luke 19, that transformation that occurred within Zacchaeus's heart. Now, now, now keep in mind, Zacchaeus was up in a tree uh, trying to get a, a glance at Jesus. Uh, Jesus saw him, told him to come down. And so apparently between verse four and verse eight, God worked in Zacchaeus's heart Mm -hmm. that quick. Okay. And the Holy Spirit can do that. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. That's right. Okay. So when you get a guy like Zacchaeus again, now he was the chief tax collector. He was rich. This guy had it made. He had it made from a material standpoint. What was it about Jesus that garnered his uh, curiosity so much that he climbed up into a tree to see him? Jesus saw him, told Zacchaeus to come down. And it says here that Zacchaeus received Jesus gladly. Mm -hmm. In verse six, it said he received Jesus gladly. So sometime between those few verses, the, the Holy Spirit worked in Zacchaeus's heart to transform him to the extent that he essentially confesses his sin of greed and taking advantage of the Jews and his tax collection collecting so much so that he volunteers restitution. Yeah. He volunteers restitution. Sign of true repentance. That's a sign of true repentance. Exactly right. Yep. So is that not the same vibe that Joe Betnarski is communicating mm-hmm. in this article here. I, I thought, I thought that I thought that's exactly what he communicated. I, when, when, when he, when he began to explain, you know, he said, I was incapable of loving others because I didn't love myself. He said, so many people aren't happy with themselves because they don't love themselves. I had anger in me. I told people that I'd shoot you, your kids, your wife, and think nothing of it. That he, this is the statement that causes me to say he sees it the way that God sees it when he says, that's how bad it was. Right. Right. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it was. And, you know, you look at uh, Pastor Wilkins here, uh, who's, who's, who's the, uh, the pastor here at Bethel AME. Um, there's a line in the article where uh, Bethel says, you know, hey, you know, uh, Bednarski and I started talking. Uh, he says, I think, the first that's the first time I really took note and realized something was different when he said this is Bednarski talking to Pastor Wilkins. He says, brother, where there's God. Um, he says, brother, where there's God's grace, there is no race. Bro. This is Bednarski talking to the white guy talking to Wilkins, the black preacher. He says, mm-hmm. brother, where there's God's grace, there is no race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, So Wilkins says in response, he says, oh, I'm thinking, OK, that sounds good. He said, but he said, Bednarski told him that God changed his heart. Mm-hmm. You see, and if that's one thing, Verge, you know this probably better than anybody. In my writings on the blog and in our conversations here on the podcast, we reiterate that over and over and over again mm-hmm. that the 
solution to, and I hate just using this term, but I'll use it for the sake of conversation. The solution to racial discord is heart change. Absolutely. Heart by the gospel. And that's what we see uh, as being consistent between Joe Bitnarski and Zacchaeus in Luke 19. Heart change Mm -hmm. by the gospel, by means of the gospel. Okay. Not some programmatic outreach. Okay. Right. Uh, what happened to Joe Bagnarski did not happen as a result of Bethel AME having a racial reconciliation outreach. <laughs> okay. Right. That's not what ha- this Mm-mm. brother was in the clan, man. Mm-hmm. The clan. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So no, but his transformation was of God so much so that he's now head of security at that black church. Yeah. Okay, 154 years ago, this church was founded. And God in his providence says, I'm going to take you, Joe Bednarski, and all your hate. Bednarski, according to this article, is 49 years old. He joined the Klan at 18. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know how old Zacchaeus was, but Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. He had his little scheme down pat. So much so that he was rich. But see, here's the thing about the power of the gospel. And I think we forget this. We, 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 uh, in, in the, in the evangelical circles today, I think we put more power in our programs than we do in the gospel. Bro. Because let's listen, let's keep it real verge. Uh, we as Christians, we don't believe the gospel is powerful anymore. We don't, we don't believe it. That's mm-hmm. why, I mean, I don't know what it's like in Omaha, but here in Atlanta, I mean, listen, I can probably find a new racial reconciliation conference going on at church somewhere every weekend. Yeah. Yep. So we put more faith in our programs. We yeah. put more faith in our outreach. Yes. And we, 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 we don't believe that the gospel, as the gospel itself attests, itself attests, right, that the mm-hmm. gospel is what? It's the power of power God. Unto salvation. Unto yeah. salvation. Yeah. Not your, not your outreach. No, you see, but that's what Joe Bednarski an example, man, of how the gospel works from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, it works from the inside out. Bro, I, I, outside I, in. I, I, I totally agree. I, th- I think, I think you're hitting the nail on the head with regard to where we place our trust. We trust in our own efforts. We trust in our own programs. Uh, we, we trust in whatever we can put together by the, by the arm and hand of man with the belief brother that 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 is going to be the power of god unto right. change exactly right? and, and and rather than recognizing that you know there's a, there's a reason when paul writes uh to to the to the christians in rome why he says what he says about being unashamed of the gospel for it is indeed the power of god unto salvation i, I also thought it was interesting i appreciated the honesty of the pastor but that he did not allow his question, his doubt about about true change, uh, about the the true change of behavior, uh, affect right. uh, how he interacted with you know with 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 Joe in this instance. I mean, he he didn't he didn't say you know what that 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 you know that 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 old man he still probably got his white privilege. He still got that old racism, hatred, and 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 just you know 
put together programs, send them off and, and left them alone, but he continued to engage mm-hmm. and have conversation with mm-hmm. it. That, that interaction, in, in fact, reminded me, uh, brother, of, of, of Acts 9 at Saul's conversion. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? Yep, exactly. Right. When when uh, when after Saul's converted, um, you know, the 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 disciple uh, by the name of Ananias is, is told by the Lord uh, that that he needs to go and to straight street uh, to, uh, at the house of Judas. I'm actually in, in, in Acts nine, uh, mm-hmm. verse 11. Mm-hmm. It says, and the Lord said him, rise and go to the street called straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. And behold, he is praying. Uh, he has seen a vision, uh, and 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 he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come and lay hands on him, uh, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, verse thirteen: "Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done mm-hmm. to you and your saints at Jerusalem, and here he has and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all of us who call on your name." But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. Uh, for, I've show, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Mm-hmm. So Ananias departed. So, so he, he, here's, here's Ananias. He's not being disobedient. He's not, he's not trusting in a pro. He needs to go through the, 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 the nine, nine steps of how to become, you know, a, 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 <laughs> better, a better apostle, right? A <laughs> <No> disciple. <laughs> <laughs> Once he goes through those nine steps, then we can feel confident about him being able to carry out the mission that the Lord has called him to, Right. That's not, nine, that's not, that's not, that's not what verse 15 says. be a better says. evangelist. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's not what verse 15 says, you know. Uh, ver- verse 16, yeah, verse 17, so Ananias departed, entered the house and laying hands on him. And he said, he said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who has appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Man. That's power, man. That's powerful right there, man. Isn't that something? It, it, it's almost it's, it's almost as if in verse 17, at the, the latter part of verse 17, we, we could replace Saul's name with with brother Joe Bednarski. Absolutely. Brother Absolutely. Joe Bednarski. The Lord Jesus, who saw you at 18 years of age, yes. joining the clan. Now, listen, just to give you a better bit of insight into the heart of Joe Bednarski, when he was in the clan, let me read this little bit of excerpt from the article mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. It says Bednarski said he grew up in the Wade East apartments in Millville, New Jersey, about 45 miles south of Philadelphia, fighting with black teenagers on and off the bus. An interest in photography led him to take pictures of a Confederate flag on a neighbor's porch. The man was in the clan, and Bednarski, who was not close to his father, was slowly pulled in. Mm-hmm. Now, if the gospel is powerful enough to transform someone like Saul, mm-hmm. who Ananias said, what? Said Saul has the authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. All. Okay. If the gospel of Christ is powerful enough to transform Saul, and we know Saul was transformed directly by Christ. Absolutely. But at the same time, here you've got a brother here in Bednarski who at 18 years of age was so enthralled by the Lord, the allure of hatred that he joined the clan mm-hmm. 18 years of age 
Yet God's grace, even so, Saul, even so, Zacchaeus, even so, Joe Bednarski. Mm. And see, here, here's the thing, Verge. <clears throat> excuse me. Here's the thing. We don't have, uh, I was telling a brother the other day, brother was asking me, well, Darren, why do you catch so much heat, especially from black Christians about the things you write and the things you say mm. on social media? And I told him, I said, I think it's one reason primarily. And that's because I don't buy into this activist gospel that a lot of brothers and sisters, especially black brothers and sisters are buying into mm -hmm. and more and more white brothers and sisters are starting to buy into. Mm -hmm. I don't buy into that activist gospel. I'm content to let God work his gospel out in the hearts of his elect. Yes. The way he wants to work it out. Yes. And in this case, he just happened to take about 30 years to work that gospel out in Joe Bednarski's life. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, uh, God choosing a guy like Saul who murdered Christians and had him jailed and in prison, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, who stood by while Stephen was stoned to death. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with God taking his time and at the appointed time that he chooses providentially mm -hmm. to convert Saul on the Damascus road. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with God calling a chief tax collector out of a tree uh, and, 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 and having such an impact on the heart of that, tax collector that probably before he hit the ground from jumping out of that tree, Zacchaeus had already made up his mind to repent. Mm. Okay. I'm okay with God working in people's hearts like that on an individual level. Cause it's his gospel. Wow. He's building his church, not my programs, not my efforts, you know, not my, uh, uh, social media hashtags. Right. You see. Bro, you, bro, you're, you're saying a mouthful. The beauty, the beauty of that is, it, it, it's it's one of those things where when God works it out, true change has come. Bingo. You know the the, the, exactly. the other the, the other stuff we can't we can't we can't be too sure. You know we can't be we can't be really really sure if if that's the case or not. But but we can know, man, that that once the gospel has has worked itself out in the life of an individual, um, that 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 true change has really taken place in, in their heart and that, that they'll never be the same as a result. And to the, the, to the point you made earlier where, you know, we, we, we have our timetable as to when something should be fixed or changed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we always, we always have that mindset about someone else and never sit back and reflect upon the patience of God in our own lives. You know, man, that's such a great point, man. We we are so hypocritical. We could just mm -hmm. be such hypocrites. Mm -hmm. You know, we wake up in the morning and we see ourselves in the mirror and, and all of a sudden want to sing how great thou art. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's the attitude we have about ourselves. It's, it's as if the, uh, the the sin of others is is not on the same level uh, as, as the sin that God saved us from. Mm. You see, we like to index our sin. We like to compare our sin to other people. For instance, you know, we would say, well, I'm not as bad as Joe Bednarski. You know, I wasn't in the Klan. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't a Klan member. Uh, oh, really? Well, the same, whatever your sin is, brother and sister, listen to this. It still would have been enough sin to send Jesus to the cross. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you sneeze the wrong way. If sneezing mm -hmm. was a sin, it would still be enough to take Jesus to the cross yeah. and die for you. Yeah. So you don't have to be a Klan member. You know, you look at, uh, the, 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 the goal here, uh, verse, the goal here of 
the gospel is when we encounter brothers like Joe Bednarski, the goal is to see Joe Bednarski believe in Christ unto salvation. Mm. That's the goal Mm -hmm. is to believe in Christ unto salvation. I couldn't care less what the ethnic demographic makeup of my church congregation is. Right. I really don't care. The church I go to right now is probably 98.9% white. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, but the gospel's preached there. That's Amen. all I know. Amen. That's all I know. The gospel Amen. is preached there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So thank God that Joe Bednarski heard the gospel. Mm. Thank God that he's at this uh, Bethel AME church. Thank God that in his providence, Bethel AME was founded 154 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God that in his, in his, sovereign omniscience that he is building his church despite us and we can get in we can get in god's way so much wow wow bro i just i I, I, everything you just put together is just is just racking my brain i mean thank like you said in god's providence you know a hundred and some odd years ago he had he had you know former slaves Right. Uh, put together a church that, right. that would eventually be in place to 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 help this man to to disciple exactly this right. man in the ways of the gospel, so that he's exactly living right. a life free of hatred. You know, exactly right. That he'll be able to experience eternal life as a result. That that's yeah. phenomenal. And that's what we said at the top of the of the podcast here. This is our brother now. Mm-hmm. This is our brother. He is no longer a child of the devil. Mm. He is no longer of his father, the, his formerly his his former father, the devil. Mm-hmm. He is now our brother now. He is our brother now. So what we need to try to understand here is that God sees the entire continuum of history across eternity. Okay, the same God as you just so eloquently put the, connected the dots here, Verge. The same God who, in His providence, saw to it that Bethel AME church would be founded by former slaves in 1860, mm-hmm. 1864 mm-hmm. It's the same God who allowed that tree to grow that Zacchaeus climbed up in so yeah. he could see Jesus, yeah. the son of God, God in the flesh at that wow. very moment in time. Wow. To where here we are thousands of years later, we're talking about Zacchaeus on a podcast mm-hmm. along with Joe Bednarski, who was a former Klansman. Yeah. Yeah, there is all, a correlation all, all between in, these two. All in the providence of God. All, all in the providence, providence of God. God. God's going to save who He's going to save. Mm-hmm. And in our arrogance, we really need to get off of our uh, ethno theological high horse <laughs> and, and and thinking that our programs and our conversations and our uh, you know seminars and our uh, you know whatever you want to call it that our efforts are what's going to change anybody. You know, you can get reparations out the wazoo, but if the person's heart isn't changed, it's irrelevant. I can give you half a million dollars because you're black. Okay, here's your black $500,000. That's your reparations. You cash that. 10 years or not, you might be broke, maybe not. But if I still hate you, if I'm still a Joe Betnarski mm-hmm. who said of himself, in this article, he just had so much hate. And see, that is the key. He hated black people. That's why I can't stand the word race or racist or racism. Yeah. You know, 
Christ didn't die on the cross for isms. <laughs> he died for sins. Yeah. He died for sins. Christ's death paid for my sins. He didn't pay yeah. for my isms. Yeah. Joe Benarski hated black people. The 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 root, the fundamental problem with Joe Benarski's heart is the fundamental problem with everyone else's heart who hates someone else or has a, a sinful bias towards someone else because of the color of their skin. It's not, it isn't some ism. Mm. You hate that person. That's what the Bible says. The gospel says that's hate. Absolutely. We either love or we hate. Mm-hmm. You can call it ism and Otis and itis or whatever suffix <laughs> you want to put on it. But the gospel says it's hate. Yeah. Let's call it what, let's call it what Joe Benarski did. That's why I love this article, man. That's why I counted the number of times the word hate. Race, racism, racist doesn't show up anywhere in this article. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Nope. The word hate shows up four times because mm-hmm. that's the issue. And only Absolutely. the gospel can deal with the hatred that anyone harbors in their heart toward another person for whatever the reason. Yeah, this 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 right here is is again the article in and of itself and the way that it unfolds the, the the even the even the the imagery the picture that was taken the cross is behind him uh he's below it he's at the you know you you could say he's at the foot of the cross mm-hmm. uh in in this picture it it just all speaks to what was key for the transition that needed to take place uh in in his life he he saw his he he recognized that what he was doing was was sinful was wrong um, he, he says that in the article uh, and, and, and talks about the transition that takes place when the grace of God was experienced. He said, when, where there's God's grace, there is no race. Absolutely. Man, he kind of sounded like Jesse Jackson right there. Though, didn't he? <laughs> Jesse, Jesse's always he, he, freestyling look, and rhyming. Look, everything. look, he been at that AME church a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> He's been AME'd. Yeah, so, so somebody, somebody that hit, hit a couple of chords on that on that Hammond B three. On that Hammond B three, because you you know you know that you know they, they can turn up at that AME man. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've been to a service or two, man. I, I have. I've been to a service or two at an AME church a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, on a good day, man, they might make some noise. Yeah, they might do a little something. They might something. Make some noise. You know, matter of fact, they, I, I was, they, they gonna keep it. They gonna keep it a little contained, but they, you know, it's it's not. They're not gonna go full Pentecostal on you. But, yeah, they, you know, they, they they gonna they gonna keep it proper. What, what right. what's the hammer? Because what you say, hammer proper. Right. So they gonna keep it proper. <laughs> <laughs> But, Absolutely. But one more little nugget from this article, Verge, for the listeners. Uh, the, the article towards the end says God first called Bednarski to change his ways in 2005. He said, but it, but it didn't stick. And he went back to the Klan, mm-hmm. becoming one of its highest ranking members. It was hard, he said, to give up the power to realize he had used hate to inflate his ego mm-hmm. when the truth was that he didn't like himself very much. So there's Bednarski again using that word hate to describe his own condition. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. and only the gospel can drive that out. Yeah. And I love how Bednarski again just contrasting Bednarski with that Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the 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 the, the Lord works so in his heart, his spirit works so in his heart that Zacchaeus voluntarily pronounced his restitution, which you said rightly, Virgil, is part of his repentance. Yeah, it's part of his repentance. So now now that's different from, you know, a lot of uh, 
individuals and entities that are out there right now demanding reparations as a collective group. Right. Okay, right. So, right. but no, that's that's not how you go about it. This no, is in fact, in, go ahead, Verge. In fact, he says in the article, he said, uh, he said, I know inside. He's his quote, quote, I know inside God has forgiven me. This is Ben Narski speaking. He said, I know inside that God has forgiven me. But I'm always apologizing, end quote. He said, he says, quote, people want to see a change, though. They want to see the change in action. And I live the same way at home seven days a week that I do in church. I'm not a Sunday saint and a Monday ain't, end quote. Man, I just thought that was that was real, real solid on his part that he he, he recognizes, you know, what he did and, and, and tr- has tried to make the, in the same way that Zacchaeus did, tried to make restitution. Even in the article goes on to say that there was a lady that he had wronged early on that, that he had, I guess, shot with a with a, shot a, in, a, leg, yeah. a, in a leg. And so he tried to with, with a, a slingshot with, the, uh, with a slingshot. Yeah. 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 He tried to go, you know, he tried to find her, just hasn't been able been able to find her, but but has a desire to 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 right any wrong that, uh, of, of an individual. Uh, that that he's wronged and and you know ra- rather than feeling like he owes the the collective race anything he's wronged certain individuals and so he's trying to do what he can to make restitution for those right. for those situations and that's his, that's the exact same thing Zacchaeus did mm-hmm. Zacchaeus says Lord half of my possessions I will give to the poor mm-hmm. and if I have defrauded anyone of anything I will give back four times as much mm-hmm. See, the thing I like about uh, Pastor Wilkins here with respect to Job at Narski is that there's nothing in this article that infers or implies that either Pastor Wilkins or anyone within that congregation at Bethel AME is imparting some sort of demand from Joe Bitnarski with respect to restitution or reparation. Bro, 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 you got to say that again, bro. That that was so good. They have received this man into their body into their local body despite his past. Yeah. Despite his past. Now, even with respect to those who in the article admittedly may have some trust issues with respect to trusting this man or not. And, you know, I bear them no ill will. I don't begrudge them that at all. It's just like you just read from Acts chapter nine. If we had time to read further in that chapter, then we would come to find out that the apostles had their doubts about Saul too. Absolutely. You know, when Ananias brought him to, brought Saul to the rest of the uh, the mm-hmm. apostles, they were mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Yeah. You know, so, you know, human nature does have a, a, a role to play here, but at the same time, no one at Bethel AME has imparted upon Joe Bednarski because of his past an obligation to them to repent. That's good. You see, repentance mm-hmm. is vertical. Now, it's vertical first. Mm-hmm. It's vertical first. It's vertical first. Mm-hmm. Even Zacchaeus recognized that. Who did he confess his repentance to first? Jesus. Mm-hmm. He said, Lord. That was the first word out of his mouth. Yeah. So and, repentance. And, and, then, and, then he, and then he looked to write who he had wronged. Bingo. Yeah. So his repentance yeah. was vertical first. Then it was horizontal. And even his horizontal re- repentance was left up to Zacchaeus. Absolutely. Because the Holy Spirit will convict you of your sin, and the same Holy Spirit will convict you of what your restitution ought to be mm-hmm. if restitution is necessary. Mm-hmm. 
The church didn't come to him and say, you know, give him a list of what he ought to do, nine ways to be a better tax collector. Right, 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 right. Nine, nine ways to leave your tax collecting behind. Right, right. You know, the church didn't, the church didn't come after Joe Betnarski and say, you know, mm-hmm. nine ways to be a better former Klansman. Right. You know, or nine ways to be a member of this black church when you're not black. Right. You know, the Holy Spirit has convicted this man. And this man has genuinely repented. Mm-hmm. He used the word hate to describe himself. Yeah. And that's what I love about this brother. Uh, he called his sin what it is. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He called his sin what the Bible calls his sin. He didn't give it some label like some ism or put some other suffix attached to it. He mm-hmm. said it was hate. Absolutely. The, the, that's the, what it is. It is. The end of the article, man, is is incredibly incredibly touching man uh and, and it, it really it really goes to exposed uh, to expose the, the the brotherhood uh that that are between uh joe bednowski and ben bednarski uh and pastor wilkins man it looks like if i if i've got this story right uh that uh, that pastor wilkins wife was dying of, of cancer mm-hmm. uh toward the end of the article and uh and it looks like bednarski was was there you know, at the hospital with the family, mm-hmm. uh, the whole time. And, 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 and it tells the article tells of the relationship, uh, that was had between, uh, the pastor's you know, wife, uh, and, and Bednarski, how she, you know, she saw him as a, as a big teddy bear and, and had really kind of broken down the, the barriers, the beauty, the beauty of, of the relationship with, with the pastor's wife and, and her care for him and his, for her in a, in a protective kind of way became an example for the rest of the body uh, there at the church, all 185 members uh, of, of the church, uh, they got a chance to see what, 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 what love and action uh, looks like, uh, what a brother and sister in Christ, how they, how they are to care uh, for one another, irrespective of, of the level of melanin in, in one skin. And so uh, the, the, the article kind of wraps up with them being at the hospital uh, and, 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 you know, shedding tears. I, I'm, I'm guessing just based upon this, that, that the wife passed away. Yeah. That's uh, what I was thinking as, as, as a result of, of what she, what she you know, underwent with the, uh, with the cancer. But it, and it, it, it ends by saying that both men sat silently for a moment in the pew, looking at, looking at one another with tears uh, in their eyes. And that's the only place where Joe Bednarski has felt home since leaving his hate behind. I just thought, I just thought there was a, there was a powerful story that comes full circle that really shows you uh, the, the, the power of the gospel, the measure of repentance um, and, and what, and, and, and the beauty uh, of relationship, the joy that, that, that on the other side of this, they'll get a chance to see her once again uh, as, as a result of, of what, yeah. you know, what they've gone through. So, yeah, that last line was beautiful. It says mm-hmm. where Joe Bednarski has felt at home since leaving hate behind. behind. Yeah. And see, that's, that's, that's what, that's what we are, 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 are responsible to call people to do. And, and there's two sides of this, you know, we're to call those who are harboring this ethnic based hatred mm-hmm. toward someone else to leave that hate, to repent and leave mm-hmm. that hate behind. Mm-hmm. And to those who are on the receiving end of that hatred, you need to leave your hate behind too. Mm. You need to leave your hatred behind too. That's good. 
that you're on the receiving end is no excuse for you to harbor any hatred in your heart either. Mm-hmm. For what did Christ call us to do? He said, love your enemies and what? Pray for them. Amen. He said, love your enemies and pray for them. Mm-hmm. That is the call of the follower of Christ. That is the call of the followers of the way. Amen. That's part of carrying our cross daily, which is what Christ has commanded us to do. Well, that's a great reminder, man. As we as we wrap up another another episode, man, it's a beautiful, beautiful reminder, man, of of how all of us need the gospel, how all of us uh, need to need to remain at the foot of the cross, and. Uh, yeah. And that's that's man that we, we start we start with the gospel we end with the gospel man that's a beautiful beautiful thing man any 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 last words as we wrap bro man, I just want to remind my listeners listen next week nine ways to be a better white person don't <laughs> miss it <laughs> and you don't want to miss that one man I, I don't want to miss that one man you know I'm, I'm, I should I'm say a week it'll be a week from this Friday so this Friday is the sixteenth yes look for that episode on the twenty third of february nine ways to be a better white person brought to you by two black brothers yes. you won't want to miss it lord, lord, lord willing you won't want to miss lord it. willing <laughs> man hang on first until until, until then y'all y'all can be subpar but y'all got the date when things got itself correct right. so we don't forget go. white week everybody hashtag white week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, another great episode in the books, man. Always good to connect with you, man. We look forward to chopping up with everybody on next time. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by The Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember, let's think.